episode 55 of Strange Brow Radio. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Tobe Johnson, and today's guest is a caller, someone who reached out to me regarding something going on while they're taking their dog for a walk. She goes by Susan Jane, and she believes she's getting gifts. I think she might be too, or she has something paying attention and following her, so more of that. You be the judge, as always. I want to thank the folks at Manresa Castle first for having us each and every bi-month for our podcastle live. Next one coming up on March 7th, 2020 with Marcia K. Moore, contributor from Ancient Aliens. You can go to manresacastle.com to book a room and we'll see you there on March 7th from 6 to 9. Also, merchandise, I'll tell you more about that in a second. We'll be right back. And so I mentioned merchandise. So what can you do with merchandise? Well, swag, shirts, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, socks, all of the Strange Brow logo and the third eye sasquatch profile available on the hoodie i think there's yeah there's definitely multiple colors available so if you're looking for something to keep yourself cozy while the winter months i guess we got probably three and a half more months of this uh you can order such items and then when it gets hot you can get yourself a hoodie and you can make yourself a cool 80 style half shirt and uh that would just look so tubular show that beer belly belly button <laughs> those are available again at strangebrowradio at gmail.com you can write me if you have any questions but strangebrowradio.com look for the merchandise tag and of course again that just helps us keep it moving forward and of course like I said Manresa Castle still having us thank you so much to Manresa Castle for having us I should say I can't think of a better venue to do a show like this. So the next one is coming up on March 7th, 2020. That is a Saturday from 6 to 9. And I would book a room. Um, this is going to be a very unique uh, episode for sure. And Marcia K. Moore is our guest from CMR Studio Studios. And she is in the middle of a lot of things regarding the hidden history of what she calls the longheads, the elongated skulls from Peru. You may be more familiar with the Paracas skulls. Marcia was uh, a guest a while back as well, but we've never had her speak to a live audience. In fact, I'm not quite sure how many audiences she's spoken to about her work. It's largely private. Her collection is largely private, but the stuff that she's working on now, in fact, I'm in the middle of interviewing a couple of contacts or colleagues of hers that have incredible information related to the long heads out here. So that again, make sure to check it out, March 7th, 2020. And then a little bit of what I would call a plus for showing up. If you buy a shirt, and let's say you buy a hoodie instead or a t-shirt, and you wear that to the venue at Manresa Castle. You wear uh, two shirts, three shirts, doesn't matter. You get a raffle ticket, and in return you'll get one of these wood watchers, which, again, I've explained, are you know generally about $200 to $150 retail. They're roughly about two and a half to three feet long, uh, more like two and a half feet long, cedar or dug fir carvings that you can hang well, anywhere you want, but they are carved by none other than me, and they represent generally some kind of cryptid face um, or what I would call a wood watcher, which is, uh, you know, a tree person, a forest being. And you can you can find those at woodwatchers on Facebook.com, and I will get some images on strangebrowradio.com. So I usually sell out of them when I bring them to conferences, but... Um, I will be bringing one for the winner, and you will be entered based upon how many shirts you get. Great food, great 
uh, hotel rooms, historic haunted hotel rooms at Manresa Castle, and great bar menu, great bar staff. New owners uh, have moved in. Cameron Roberts is running the place, and um, he is putting a lot of energy and a lot of fun back into this historic castle. I don't know if it's ever really been fun in the traditional sense, but uh, yeah. So it is uh, pitter-patter raining outside. I am tucked away here in the house in Port Orchard, Washington, and fresh off a conversation with who we're calling Susan Jane, and she is a financier, a world travel financier, and she is going to be our guest today. And this is a podcast about gifting, how to pay attention to how do you know something's gifting you and how do you rule out that it's not a human or just pareidolia or wishful thinking. And we get into all that. So I hope you enjoy this long distance conversation with uh, my new friend, Susan. All right. I'm on the phone here with Susan Jane in Bushkill, Pennsylvania. Hello, Susan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Spelled just the way it sounds. B-U-S-H-K-I-L-L. Bushkill. Yeah. Susan Jane in Bushkill, Pennsylvania is just a, it's a pretty vicious way to start out the interview. I mean, it, the implication is that if a, a gal named Susan Jane lives in Bushkill, Pennsylvania, she knows how to, you know, hang a elk in the garage and skin it with a butter knife. Are you... Uh, the outdoorsy you know, I'm type? Pro, I'm pro-animal. Mm-hmm. Um, it just Some of the towns across the United States with the word kill in them do, do make you hesitate a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, we do have waterfalls here. We're the Niagara of Pennsylvania. So. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, and I've some never been out that way before. Uh, I was in the service for a period of time in North Carolina and uh, popped on up to DC, and but I never spent any time in PA. But um, you're in a pretty interesting neck of the woods for what we're going to lean in and talk about, which is your familiarity with the unusual around you. And you reached out to me with uh, some similarities as it relates to dead rodents uh, laid out in interesting areas, and so. Let's start there. You reached out to me because you, you you heard a you, you heard a podcast uh, that I was on, or in this case, Darkness Radio with Tim Dennis, and uh, it caught your attention. Let's uh, let's start from there. What caught your attention, and what's so unusual about finding rodents? Uh, well, first of all, uh, it was just you and Tim solo, and you did an excellent job of summating some very strange things that, that you've come across in your life. And I was sort of half listening, um, but then you had mentioned your experience on a trail you had just freshly traveled with turning around and there was a dead mole. And that raised a lot of alarm bells with me since I do a dog walk every day, anywhere from a mile to four miles in rural Pennsylvania uh, in the Pocono Mountains. So Bushkill is a mountain range, the Pocono Mountain Range, which is in the Northeast, known for skiing and and things like that. Um, It's sort of rural and sort of not. You'll have, uh, you know, a few miles of wilderness and then you'll have a bucket of, uh, you know, Camelback and Shawnee Ski Mountains and uh, the houses up here normally form little developments uh, so that they can pull their money and plow the roads and things like that because our winters are pretty vicious. So my house, which is in one of these little developments, empties out onto National Park and some private land. And it's a nice paved road somewhat. Um and then five miles of paved road with no houses, just national park on either side. It's really, really pretty. And there's little creeks all through it. 
and I'm about four miles away from the Delaware River. So where we are in Pennsylvania is right across from New Jersey. The river separates New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. And so that's the main, the main river there. And I would go on these dog walks every single day, every day, rain or shine, snow. And, you know, I'm not sure when it started, maybe four years ago. Um, but I would take the dogs out on our main trail and then come back and there'd be a dead vole. Uh, a vole is like a mouse, but smaller. And it wasn't there on the trail when we left uh, because my three dogs definitely would have stopped and smelled it and explored it. Um, but on the way back, it would be there and there'd be no blood or anything like that. It was just a pristine, small, dead rodent. And there were a few of them. And I had sent you a few pictures of them just because it was so strange that as I would walk, I would take a picture of it. Like, okay, how many times am I going to stumble across a small dead thing on the trail? Um, so I'm not sure how many times it's happened to you, but it was enough for me to to notice it and to start paying more attention. Um, and I found that as I started to pay more attention, there were more things to notice. Um, and I'm not sure if that's your experience as well. Yeah, it is. It seems like something wants you to notice its activity and engage it. Would you agree with that? I would. Um, you know, I, I think intention now that I've got a few years to reflect on it and look back. And, you know, when I reached out to you, I started, you know, all of the other things that have happened started to pop in and you think about what does this mean, et cetera. And I think intention has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, one of the, so things started to escalate as I started to pay more attention, simple things at first. Um, I sent you pictures where there's pristine forest and little creeks on either side of this road. And we would go off the road too, but even if I was walking along the road, which maybe gets one car a day down this five mile stretch, there's really no reason to go down it unless you are gonna go hunt or you wanna take a walk through the national park. Um, but it's black, right? It's, it's totally black and I would walk down and find a really sparkly white stone uh, right in the middle of the two little yellow lines, which I would pick up and it was really nice. It was a really nice stone. I like rocks. I've got a couple of quartzes in my house and it was nice enough to notice. Um, and sometimes there'd be, again, as over time, right? Not over time. Um, one time I found a little toy that was maybe, I don't even know how it got there, but there was a little toy, a little plastic one inch by one inch toy of like a, a woman in a rowboat. And I picked it up because it was just weird. Like, why is this here? And I had put it on, there's this old wooden sawhorse at the the bottom of the the, the hill that leads to my house. And it says, you know, no trespassing. And it's just this hundred year old wooden sawhorse with this no trespassing sign. And I had put this little toy on top of this old wooden sawhorse, figuring maybe there was a car that there was a kid that threw it out the window. And just, I don't know. I just put it there to put it there. And when I went down the next day, precisely on top of this little plastic toy was this dead peeper. And if you don't know what a peeper is, it's a frog. It's, it's a little dead frog that was right on top of the plastic toy that was on top of this old wooden sawhorse. And so I, I 
stopped because, you know, what are the chances that even if it's a hawk that caught a peeper that would drop it right on top of this toy in the middle of nowhere? Like, what are the chances of all the places in the world, right? The fields, the woods, wherever, that right on top of the toy was this dead peeper. It was just so weird that I took a photo of it and I, you know, it sent that to you um, just to give you a background or some idea of what I'm talking about. Right. When it has that kind of uh, suspicious organization quality to it, it, it gets out of rational explanations. Suspicious organizational quality. You've given this some thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Okay. Because I... I hear all of the rational people listening to you and I speak about what a cat would deliver. A cat would love to deliver something like this to its owner or drop it in the trail uh, and an owl, uh, you know, uh, any kind of any kind of prey looking uh, to prey on something or any kind of predator looking to prey on something. So I understand what people are thinking right now. This is nature right. nature acting like nature and there is no more to see here but you're saying there is more to see here and i'm curious as to why you think that well i thought the position of the dead frog on this one inch by one inch toy right was, was too, it was too much of a rarity for me to have thought it was a coincidence. So right. then I decided, okay. I said, all right, if, if somebody is playing some sort of practical joke on me, let's start leaving things on the sawhorse, right? But if that's, if that's funny or if there's somebody that's driving by once a day and they're going to say, oh, what's on the sawhorse today? And, you know, I'll leave this thing and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Let's just... Mm -hmm. I, and, and this was really... This was not a big conscious thought out it was just i passed the sawhorse every day on the dog walk what's on the sawhorse today so i there are two kinds of pine cones that are predominant where i live and one is this longish um pine cone long and curved pine cone kind of looks like a pine cone banana and then one is this short stubby like a black scrub pine pine cone two very distinct kind of pine cone seeds okay so since they're all over the place uh one day on the sawhorse i had picked up this little pine cone the the short stubby black scrub pine and put it on the sawhorse and <laughs> it's going to sound crazy but the, the, that was replaced with one of the longer pine cones and so when I walked by it the next day, I said to myself, now, did I mistakenly mix up the type of pine cone that I left there? <laughs> did I, what it, did I? And so there was this back and forth and it was, the different kinds of the pine cones were replaced with, you know, mm -hmm. the shorter one to the longer one kind of thing where I went, okay, now I know I definitely didn't make that mistake. This is three days running mm -hmm. of the pine cones being swapped. Okay, that's, we'll figure <laughs> that out later. That's fine. So then, now I, I do this, two of my dogs are these um, newfies, which are not, you know, they're excitable. They need their walks. And we get snow in the Pocono Mountains. We get snow. You know, I'm 2,400 feet above sea level on this mountain. And, you know, it was the, I sent you the picture of the creek covered in snow, yes. which was really, I, I think that one was really, you know, it's definitely one of those instances where you go, I just can't. So I go down and I find this new creek for me. We went off the road into the back a little bit and I had found this stream and it was, oh, it was so beautiful, right? It's and there's a foot of snow everywhere and the water is sparkling and gushing and I said to myself oh geez I really wish I just had a glass where I could just dip into this water and just take a drink of this pristine clear water um and I said all right tomorrow I'll definitely I'll come back and I'll bring a glass 
and we leave and because you can't really get to the water and bend down it's snow and you're gonna you can't like scoop it up with your hands you get wet and you don't want to walk back a few miles wet in 30 degree weather it's just not fun so the next day I go back down and now there's several different access points from the road that you can sort of go off into the snow and and hit the creek right and I get to the road and it's I know I've got one of these access points that I've got to figure out how to get back to this creek the stream and I go to the first one and I said to myself in my head I'm not talking out loud as I'm taking these hikes normally, but I said to myself, shit, uh, I forgot a glass. You know, the water's pristine and that was the whole point. I forgot something to pull up this water with. And so I headed off the road and I'm about six feet trying to, you know, foot to feet of snow, right? At least a foot and a half of snow going off into this. And I went, ah, maybe I shouldn't go this way. Let me go back out and try to access it through a smoother way in. And I go about 25, 30 feet down the second sort of access point that I'm trying to make my way over. And I see sticking up out of the snow, which is like impossible because the snow is a foot and a half deep, this glass this clear rounded glass and i i reach down and i and i pick it up and it's this white hall tatum i have no idea what that is no wait a second you, you what did, what did it say on it again susan it it says um it's this white white all tatum like w i w h i t a l l tatum t a t um now at the time I, I had no idea what that meant all i know is i had just said five minutes ago hey i need a glass mm-hmm. and i had just i had started out going down to the stream cutting through the woods one way decided for whatever reason that wasn't the way to go back down the other way and mm-hmm. i find this glass after i had just said darn it i forgot a glass you know, that was the whole point of going back to the stream was because these running waters were so clear and amazing. So, of course, when I find a glass, you can't help but look up to the sky and go, you know, what the, come on. <laughs> so, like, what are the chances in this miles and miles of woods that there's this glass all of a sudden sticking out of the snow, mind you, right? foot and a half of snow the glass is only four inches high so I take, I take the glass I make my way to the stream and I fill it up and I drink out of this running water and it's amazing and I'm like wow that's you know thank you so much whoever god you know whatever sent this glass that I just happened to find I go back and I I just googled um white all tatum like hey what what is this glass and it turns out it's um it's an old on electric poles uh a a while ago 19 1920s 1930s 1940s they used to have insulators glass insulators on top of the electric pole and that's what this glass was that just happened to find me in the middle of a snowstorm in the middle of the woods in the middle of right um, so, so it's this glass electric pole insulator that I wound up drinking out of. Uh, but again, yeah, yeah, it goes to intention. <laughs> You know, we talked a little bit about intention. Right. Intention. Let's talk about the glass for a little bit deeper. When you found the glass sitting in the snow, did it look like it had been placed there recently? Did it look like it had been there for years? <laughs> did it have... Uh, were you able to deduce anything about how long it had been sitting there? Were there any tracks so, near it? No, not that I noticed. Uh, there was no residue in the glass. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's a totally clear glass. It was not caked with dirt or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. clean. It was a it was a clean glass mm-hmm. sticking out on top of 
the snow a little bit. So if mm-hmm. you have rough terrain and there's a little bit of a higher point, mm-hmm. it was stuck on the higher point. And I thought it was interesting to me that I had, again, I had several different access points that I could have tried to get off the road to go into the woods to get to this creek. I went down one way and something told me internally, I'm saying I didn't hear a voice, but something internally said, "Eh, let's try a different way. Not really sure why. And on that different way was the glass. Okay. The pine cone, it was replaced with another, (laughs) with another pine cone. Did you ever find the old pine cone that you left? Yes. They swapped it back the next day. I say they, said i should say it was swapped back the next day and i'll tell you i started laughing oh wait so okay so you left the original pine cone on top of the teeter-totter so so there was there was the short one Mm -hmm. and then i had decided to um you know because you have this moment of hesitation this moment of you know, when it was first swapped, did, what kind did I leave? Maybe mm-hmm. I left the wrong one. So I left it alone the mm-hmm. next day. We're just going to leave that the way it is. Um, and then it was switched out to, you know, again, alternating between the longer pine cone and the shorter pine cone. This is over the course mm-hmm. of, I want to say a week that we were playing mm-hmm. pine cone games, mm-hmm. um, which is so crazy. But I purpose, when I, you know, after I wasn't sure, I'm like, okay, which which kind did I leave there? Mm-hmm. I purposely um, just left it alone. Like, okay, I know for sure now mm-hmm. this is the short one. And then I came back and it was swapped to the long one. And, and I just started laughing because it just it right. seemed funny to me. Because if someone walked, right, if someone walked by and saw what you had done and didn't know that you had done that, they may just think it's natural, pine cones fall, this one happened to land here. Why would they ever go through the trouble of replacing it with a different variety? Exactly. Right. (laughs) Right. And those are the kind of curiosities that are super important um, when talking about contact with the other or these meaningful objects that are only meant for you to see and not your neighbor. So they're never good enough to tell the person on the other side of the fence. They're only for your backyard or wherever your habituation or long-term experience is going to happen. And it sounds, it's, I mean, through the four things that you've mentioned here, especially when it comes to the, the, the pine cone um, and the, and the glass, of course, too, but the pine cone, really points to something paying attention to uh, gifting or playing some right. kind of it, communication. Right, because you, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. How many other people or who would really notice that it was a different type? Oh, mm-hmm. Only me. I was the only one who was going to notice that that was the different type that I had swapped out. And and I couldn't help it. But, you know, when I did see it, I went, it mm-hmm. was I did. I started laughing. I thought it was right. I mean, the only other choice is, is that there is a sociopath, a psychopath who's watching you and saying, oh, she thinks there's some kind of cryptid around here or alien or some ghost. And I will be that fantasy for this person and fulfill. Right. I mean, that's. But these, I know. I'll be right back. I just have to lower all of my blinds. Right. These are the kind of things that uh, I think a lot of people initially go through and they weed out these excuses. Okay. Is someone following me? You know, how ornate is this trickery by another human here to, for some reason, uh, watch me 24 7, learn my habits, and then interact with me in these really small, insignificant insignificant no, ways I, yeah for, for me for me personally i just think that's impossible and mm-hmm. number two really who cares like who would mm-hmm. care <laughs> and i think my dogs are about to act up in the background like children when you're not paying attention to them and then they decide to go to right. The <laughs> right right I've, well we have we, three pugs here so i know the feeling <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. So fair warning that might be happening at any point. Okay. That's real life. That's the way it goes. And who knows? Maybe they're cluing into something that's about to erupt at your right. well, domicile. Right. Well, now that you mentioned the, cre- <laughs> the, cre- the creepy stalker that's outside, yes, now that you mentioned it, maybe he's just turned up. Well, okay. So what what do you think's going on, Susan? Well, you know, you mentioned okay, – uh, well, to tell you the truth, I haven't given it a whole lot of thought until I heard you on some podcast and said, well, that's really weird. I've got some dead things. you know. So there's a huge coyote population where I am. you know. And, and I don't know if you have them by you, but at night, they, they really do sound disturbing. And so when we talk about these small, well, for me, dead things on the trail or things that, small dead things that have been, I don't want to say placed, accidentally dropped. I don't know what I'm saying, but what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that if there were coyotes, they're not going to leave any dead rodents, you know, out in the open. They're going to eat them. They're not going to leave them there. You know, coyotes don't gift you small dead rodents. They eat them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. in, you wouldn't, if I, for instance, I have a, a neighbor who shoots squirrels, uh, ethically, unethically, your call, but he shoots squirrels. If he shoots a squirrel and he leaves it out behind his property, it's not there the next day. Uh, between the the turkey vultures, the coyotes, the fox, the you know go right on down the list he's seen a bald eagle there they don't leave things i mean even an opossum will eat a small dead rodent they don't just stay there so that's why i thought it was particularly strange that you know there's not even a feral cat is not going to leave me a dead rodent mm-hmm. as a gift um you know so so you do have to i did I did. I stopped. I said, "What? Why is this here? And why is this? Why does this keep showing up? You know where I am." <laughs> like, so, and again, the more you pay attention to it, the more it happens. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I had mentioned to you um, along the road there was uh, you'd notice a, a cluster of um they're 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 a weed they're um essentially i think they're called asters there's there's a form of aster um but there'd be you know like that sparkly white rock there's no sparkly white rock pennsylvania bluestone we've got a lot of slate there's not white rocks sparkly white rocks so for that to have been placed it caught my eye there was um a pristine branch in the middle of the summer of an evergreen, but not an eastern hemlock and not a white pine. And not, it was a pristine branch of pine right in the middle on my way back that was not, to my knowledge, native to what was around. That caught my eye. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. But, you know, in your original talk, when you mentioned, could it be a creepy neighbor who's you know, got a lot of free time on his hands and he's swapping out pine cones and leaving me sparkly rocks and, uh, you know, West Coast pines in the middle of Northeast. Mm-hmm. Right. The Northeast. If that's going on, there was one, there was one incident which would rule that out for me. Um, and, and I don't want to say it was similar to yours. But again, going back to intention, you had, you had talked about an episode where you had heard something heavily running to you and then stopped. Correct. Right. Um, so I didn't have that. But what I had was um, after one of these storms we had, that we had a brutal, brutal storm a couple of years ago that it looked like a war zone up here. There were trees and dead trees and widow makers all over the place. And I went to the end of, you know, one of the routes that I hike every day. And there was, you know, this, this massive dead tree. 
And it was at this roundabout where I I'd normally just turn around, you know, and, and come back the other way. And I looked at this massive dead tree that had sort of half, and I said to myself, you know, geez, that's, that's going to go. And as soon as I had turned around, as soon as I turned my back, and I had that thought that that tree is going to go, whomp, that tree went. Again, <laughs> that's, what do you make of that? Is that just, oh, the wind must have blown at exactly the time that I had that thought, and this thousand-pound tree just happened to mm -hmm. fall out of where it was perched. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I'm not a deep thinker. I'm not a deep philosopher. I don't know what that meant. All I know know is as soon as I turn my back that exact tree that that I thought woof that's gonna be rough if that you know <laughs> what about your dogs when? you've got some intuitive dogs what what do they act like when you're out in these areas what they act like is they will go to the bottom of trees and bark up at trees as if they're chasing a squirrel when there is no squirrel. Okay. A lot. Okay. And is this during that? This is during uh, mainly daylight hours? Yeah, because mm. I don't like being down there past that time uh and i had gotten myself one of those spelunker uh lights that you attach to your head to go so on days where i would maybe have to work into mm -hmm. um you know night hours, i still want to make sure that my dogs get their full walk-in mm -hmm. um i've never used it once i i <laughs> don't i do not like the way the woods this sounds this sounds so silly it just I do not like the way it feels. I don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just, I I don't I don't like it. And I'll tell you, even when it's turning, when I push it, when I get home, and it you know it's it's dusk, and I know I only have whatever mm -hmm. half an hour, but I'm trying to get that walk in. I just want to take a moment here to mention Patreon.com forward slash Strange Brow Radio your place to support our programming. If you like what you're hearing and you want us to continue on and grow and have more guests and better production value, then join Patreon. That'll be the way that you can do that. Now, let's say you just want to do it for a month. For very little a month, you can do it just for a solid 30 days and then drop off if it doesn't suit you. But you won't know until you try, so that's at patreon.com forward slash strangebrowradio or you can go to strangebrow radio.com b-r-a-u is how you spell brow radio.com on there we have uh, at least you know five or six different videos at this point they're long videos but they are growing in number and we try to do one of those a month and then usually throw in one or two extra podcasts or sound files as well but as I said more stuff is coming along the way and your contribution goes totally noted, especially as we move forward with things like offering up field trips and events at uh, Manresa Castle, especially the one coming up on the end of July, our third Secrets of the Sasquatch, and then, of course, um, the book. So we will be talking to you more about that as we go forward. But for those that you have joined, thank you again very much and i look forward to meeting all of you soon all right back to our program is there anything that's happened out there that now that you're starting to look into the fact that you may be getting communication and when i use the word groomed the the worst kind of predators are associated with being groomed and i don't mean to elicit that because it kind of strikes fear in the heart of you know, me uh, somehow saying that there's a sick pervert out there, but there's something perhaps trying to communicate with you. The question is, is have you noticed anything else? Sounds, smells, 
lights, um, these trees that your dogs go up, do those seem like abnormal trees as though maybe there's more going on besides them being just trees? Uh, are there weird warning signs out in the park that don't make a lot of sense, either physical ones put up by rangers or are there, I don't know, is there anything else out there that makes you think that you kind of know the answer to this and maybe somebody else knows no, the answer? I, 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 no, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I definitely, do, I definitely do not know the answer to this. There, okay. there haven't been any... So there haven't been any strange lights. Are there abundance of shooting stars? Sure. Mm -hmm, Have there sure. been any blinding lights that, you know, would stop me in my tracks? No. Um, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing like that. Um, I mean, everything that you listened, Susan, sounds like it took some effort for them to watch you and acknowledge that you were going to come back eventually and notice what had changed. And that may unnerve a lot of people to the point that they wouldn't go back there with dog or not. And so, but you're still going back, which makes me think that you... Do you want to you, you know what popped into my head? What's that? I'll tell you what popped into my head. Uh, a long time ago, a long time ago, seven years ago, something like this, Connie Willis was subbing on Coast to Coast. And uh, it's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, have the... Uh, listened to one episode once anyway and she had talked about an experience she had where um she had seen something on the edge of the woods heard something on the edge of the woods and the thought that came into her head was um you know why can't i see you and the thought that came back was well when we show ourselves to you you're overcome with fear and we don't want that and so you ask, why, why would I go back? Or if there's something uncomfortable, I'm not sure what all this amounts to here. I, I have no idea. Uh -huh. But that idea of the more you pay attention, the more it pays attention back. But that idea of we might know that we scare you, um, uh -huh. Again, coming coming back to intention, dry. Mm. I really wish I had a glass today, and then a glass shows up. Mm. Something about something about that, you know, the way you treat mm. the world, the world treats you back. I don't know. There's something there about you know. Am, am I totally scared? No, but I don't mm. like going there at night. Couldn't tell. You, couldn't tell you why. It's not rational. Totally not rational. Um, but. You know, you, I think, have 10 years of really digesting this and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and kind of figuring out more what this means. I, I don't. Right. I don't. And I want to be careful I'm not leading you to an answer here. The, the most interesting part is the peeper and the pine cone and the, and the glass for me, because those are all things that are familiar as far as having been laid out at certain times when supernatural things were about to occur. And there is no logical answer for those events. So what I'm wondering is um, how close do you want to come and do you want to play a little game? Because if you want to play a game, we can set you up with games. Well, you and I could uh, talk about that now or we could talk about that in private and then you can move forward with how this is going to work to find out for certain who's doing it because eventually it will be either human or it won't be. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I'm, di I'm dying to know uh, whether or not mine is human or it's not. And if it's a, uh, well, it's I, you know, I was, I was curious. I, I'm not sure. So after you mentioned the snake and that thing, the the thing the intention something new you had a fear of snakes you just talked about a snake and then there's a beheaded snake mm -hmm. um, did you pick it up and continue after that oh yeah yeah uh, because oh, the, oh, yeah. yeah in fact I, the snake is um, 
about 12 inches from me inside an Altoid tin that I have uh, <laughs> labeled as my fear box. And I thought, well, if this is uh, a practical joke, I'll take it as such. But I don't know why you had to kill the poor thing. I mean, that's re really struck me is that uh, they're not above. Now, I say the word they, and I never watched a Bigfoot do this. Um, so I got to be careful when I do that. You know, you become relaxed with the fact that just because there is activity of one variety doesn't mean that it's all that variety. There's a there's a wide spectrum of things to blame here besides human or something un, unhuman. Maybe it's something in between. I, I don't really know what you have going on, nor do you, but it's whether or not you're curious. If Are you curious enough to push the envelope with this? And... Uh, well, well, I, well, I definitely am. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely picked that glass up and took it with me out of the woods. I, there was no mm -hmm. way I was leaving it behind. Um, you know, now, so did you did you keep all I these think, things, Susan? Did you keep the crystal yeah. and the the glass and all yep. these things you put in I, your car I and took home? Have, I still have. Mm -hmm. um, I still have the sparkly rock. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Whitehall Tatum uh, electric pole cover <laughs> as we speak. It was yeah. just so rare. And yeah. It, yeah, it was just so rare. I, I, I definitely mm -hmm. wanted to, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wanted to, uh, keep it with me and, and, right. and kind of delve into what, what, what exactly is this year? Um, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, not, not thinking that I'm ever really going to get to the bottom of what yeah. it means or, or what it is but this is how it always works uh with people that are uh beginning to learn that things aren't just randomly sitting out in the woods when you learn that it's not just random kills or random stick glyphs and you start to notice it like you said it will notice you back but you're in a it sounds like you're in an area right now where other people can go as well is that fair to say i mean are there other joggers and uh, dog yeah. walkers mm -hmm. well no no there's no it's you'll never get i never get a jogger or a, a dog walker but i will get the occasional guy like if deer season opens mm -hmm. um you know now that this became national parkland um about a year ago so now mm -hmm. i'll get a couple of cars when deer season opens or bear season opens mm -hmm. where I wouldn't have that before. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I had mentioned it's not, it is not the most secluded road in the world and it's not the most highly traveled road in the world. You know, you, you, you're not really coming back. Most people don't know that this little turnoff exists. Uh, but when it became national park, then mm -hmm. And then it opened up a little bit more, um, you know, so it's the kind of thing where I can walk for miles and just have three big dogs off of a leash and I don't encounter anyone. Uh, so that's, that's our daily, that's our daily walk. Um, what about weird dreams? Yeah. Have you ever had any weird dreams lately that seem out of <laughs> context? We might be going on to a, <laughs> well, we all have strange, <laughs> the stranger dreams, but ones that seem uh, seem like they might be something's trying to deliver something to you. No, I I can't say that something mm. stands out like that. I do okay. sleep like the dead for the most part. Okay. Did yeah. you start to have weird dreams after snake events? No, but well, no, but before, um, and certainly people that are that start accepting gifts and bringing them home, um, you know, notice poltergeist activity, strange dreams, um, uh, things appearing or disappearing from their house, being misplaced and suddenly being um, placed back in certain uh, unreasonable areas in an unreasonable amount of time. Uh, animals acting up, things like that, um, strange sounds hitting the house. And you don't have to live in the woods to have these things happen. Um, so you can be anywhere. So those are just things that I would personally be 
looking out for. The other thing, too, is that you still have to rule out a human. I mean, that really is the the best option besides uh, something other right now, because I don't think there's a well-trained crow or dog falling around noticing those kind of things. But, right, um, like crows are known to bring bright, sparkly objects mm-hmm. to people, and, right? So mm-hmm. that would explain like a bright, sparkly object right mm-hmm. in smack in the middle of the road that I'm walking. No, probably mm-hmm. not. Um, you know, that still doesn't explain the giant tree. Wow, mm-hmm. that looks like that would be a monster if it falls, and then I turn my back and it falls. So that mm-hmm. doesn't really explain that. There was no, there was no human around that tree to sort of just. Push right. it over, top it over. Uh, again, there's no humans that you see mm-hmm. on these walks, on these hikes. Um, but mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Have you ever had contact with anything supernatural or paranormal um, in your life? I mean, deja vu. You've had you've had deja vu. Everyone has that. There's 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 two there's two separate things that have happened in my life that have absolutely no relation to this at all. One was, um, so I grew up in Woodhaven, Queens. We used to go jog around a track called Victory Field. It was, uh, you know, in in the park, and you had to go drive to the track, and then you jog around the track to go get some exercise. Elio Forcina was a friend of mine at the time, not a friend, he was an acquaintance. My dad had died. I hadn't seen Elio since I was 15. My dad died when I was 19. Um, I got to the track. I had a 1973 metal flake blue Cuda. Uh, always had to adjust the carburetor. Car never ran right. It was cold out and I had driven to the track to go, you know, get some exercise. And every time I got in this car, I had to like adjust the carburetor and spray some, you know, carb choke into it and all that. And I slammed the hood and went to the track and I jog around. I see Elio and Elio says to me, Hey Sue. I was like, Oh shit. Hey Elio, how you doing? How's it going? He says, Hey, uh, hold on one second. I just want to tell you, um, your dad says he wishes he was still alive so that he could buy you a new car. Okay, Elio would have no reason for thinking my dad had died. I hadn't seen Elio in four years. Okay, great. And then he says, and your mom is wrapping something big and heavy right now. Uh, okay, what? And Elio had told me, oh, yeah, by the way, um, I, you know, he's 19 at the time. I just found him some psychic. Okay, great. My mom was wrapping a big Christmas present. So both of those things checked out. Was that weird? Absolutely. I'm 46 now. So <laughs> The only other thing that happened was, um, you know, I was on a train once uh, from New Jersey, and this just gets totally weird. I don't even know where to start with this one. Um, But I was having a really, really, really rough time financially, et cetera. I just met a new boss who was a 30-year-old A-type, you know, Morgan Stanley, I am God, this is Wall Street. And he took one look at me, and I just not... I did not fit the mold of what he wanted on his trading desk. I was having a really rough time, and I was on this train, and um, it turned into like a weird, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, twice. Let's just leave it at that. Twice, Toby. <laughs> I can't get into the train story. It's like okay. too, it's but too you're, crazy. Yeah, you're, you're familiar with more than just – the laws of now physics at play. Yes, yeah. This is, this is, this is mm-hmm. now that you mentioned, I guess this is the third said yeah. type of incident. Mm-hmm. Right. And now mm-hmm. just out of, I don't want to pry too much, but do you, do you live around the woods? Do you live right amongst oh, yeah, the, the woods tree is right line? Behind my house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's right. There's, so there's my little development on mm-hmm. the house that's on the, edge of the development so mine okay. is the last house and then it's so like all the houses are like you know an, an acre an acre an acre mm-hmm. um and then i'm the house that's on the edge of the wood line and right behind my house is um where all the national park starts so if you right. go it's, it's right so if you walk a thousand feet down the hill behind my house which is mm-hmm. where i walk every day that's what starts the the national park so i'm i'm right on the i'm right on the mm-hmm. edge 
Well, I mean, I can't help but suggest stuff because I'm excited for the potential here. But the truth is you got to figure out whether or not this is some weirdo. And once you uh, find that out, then you can kind of either breathe a sigh of relief or go, oh, no, it's the other part. That might be worse. But I just, I, I just, I just <laughs> can't see. So because of where I am, if, if a car drives down the road in front of your house, you're going to notice. Like there's no, nobody's just randomly walking in front of your house that you don't, you're not in, we're in the middle of, I don't want to say nowhere, but there's only a car that's going around in front of your house is if your neighbor, it's not like some random person's going to be walking by. And it's not like somebody could walk, uh, you know, four or five miles down the road behind my house. If there was somebody there, they'd have to be in a car. So I would have noticed a car. You know, right. To do a to do a four or five mile hike mm-hmm. behind my house because you have a thing for pudgy blondes is um <laughs> you know you you notice the car. I mean, you've got to be really committed. <laughs> Well, there are plenty of weirdos into all these things, so I'm sure <laughs> there's even Bigfoots that are into that. You know, if if somebody is driving by in front of the house, well, everyone's going to notice because people would pay attention. Because again, there's not a well-traveled area behind my house on the National Park Service. Some weirdo hanging out back there. Um, you have to you have to come off the main road four miles, five miles to get behind my house. Mm-hmm. So you're not walking five miles behind my house without a car. It's not happening. To, to ex- by the way, to exchange a pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And a dead frog. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, so I'm just going to suggest something here that you leave something out and return in a, in a spot that is away from prying eyes of anybody else, a little bit off a trail, perhaps even one of these spots where the dogs are, if they're going off trail, um, mm. going up a tree, because um, you could get something interesting in return. Um, you may well, not get you may not get anything. No, else. So not do it, not do it at the sawhorse, but <laughs> off the road where it's just me and them. Right. You. I mean, just so you get start to get confirmation, because at this point you don't have confirmation of, you, you know, I mean, we've gone through the list, but now you need to, uh, if you want to do this, start uh, whittling things down. And I haven't had bad luck with recording. And if you have the mind to get a, a just a simple dictaphone, or you can get a more high end. Uh, tape recorder, digital tape recorder, and stick it in a Ziploc bag with some rechargeable batteries and just stick it off trail near one of these objects that you've left. Um, the kind of confirmation that comes through a simple recorder, things that I would be looking for are click, uh, click sounds, tap sounds on the microphone head as though something is taking its fingernail and flicking the microphone head. Um, those are really common. Uh, we get those inside locked boxes, inside sealed containers, inside uh, tight and closed spaces. Things shouldn't be clicking and flipping the microphone head. And that seems like an initial sound uh, distortion from an, what sounds kind of like an energy field passing through it. Not so much as like a fingernail flicking the mic head, but I believe that a lot of these sounds uh, that we hear that are bangs, pops, hits, clicks, uh, are energy passing through matter. Mm -hmm. So if it's a supernatural element happening out there, then it's invisible. And so when you're walking out there, um, if we're going to go wait out on a limb, they already know that you're coming because they're clued into what your intentions are and they dig you they're 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 clued into my thoughts Mm -hmm. hey i you know i darn darn it i forgot the glass oh here's one Mm -hmm. right right i I, I had that thought in my head 
Darn mm-hmm. it, I forgot the glass. I came down for the mm-hmm. second day in a row to this stream for the purpose of drinking that water. Darn it, I forgot the glass. Oh, go this way. Mm-hmm. Meaningful, was, meaningful objects for you. Mm-hmm. Reading my mind. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, you just got to start uh, crossing off the other things that this is random, that uh, you're looking for magic in your life and you're finding magic even though it's not real, or a psychopath following you and leaving you weird shit all over. So once you can start crossing those off, (laughs) then you're in the money zone where you're just like, okay, now I'm communicating with, you know, something supernatural. um, Okay. So when you talk about an isolated spot that um, I pick off the road that, you know, to a tree that the dogs have run up after they had just gone there, uh, what do you, what do you leave? Well, you leave something um, that you feel like, they would like, and it's totally up to you. Um, the things that they seem to want most of, uh, as far as the experiences we've had, are very um, few and far between. There is not a lot of taking of the items. Rather, what they will do is move the item to a new location, or they will put an object next to it. But they never really take anything you mean like they put a frog peeper right next to the toy that they didn't want thank you yeah they put right. the frog right on top of the toy yeah. they didn't take the toy they put the frog right. on the toy yeah those are the, the kind of things i'd be looking for but off trail so let's say you left the toy behind a tree stump off trail and then you got a, a dead frog delivered on right. top of the toy then, then right then, mm-hmm. then you know for sure okay got it yeah yeah but it's just enough off there and i can't stress enough um the uh the i guess how quick these things can happen. And you've kind of said so yourself. So it may happen after you walk the trail and walk back, something has occurred in broad daylight, which seems unreasonable to a lot of people. Um, But those are the experiences that I've had. I I can only go back there in broad daylight. I don't know why. I mean, Mm -hmm. you had mentioned you had done some night sittings or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to be back there during night. So I reached out to you because I was listening to darkness and you had hit a nerve there. And I said, Holy cow, I have the dead things. And I reached out to you going, Hey, um, you know, just curious, but I had had the dead things too. And so where are we now? What, what is that? You know, that's why I pinged you. That's why I reached out to you. Yeah. Well, um, I keep in touch with me and uh, let me know if you have any questions along the way. In fact, uh, it would be really cool to do a part two to your experiences uh, down the road here in 2020. So let's stay in touch. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, the listeners that are listening right now, if you have any suggestions for Susan that you want to pass her way, if you think that maybe... Uh, I've led her astray here, and, and there's a more natural answer that's very obvious, then let's put those out there as well. And um, But a recorder will rule all this out because a recorder will tell you what's coming into the area. You will hear the telltale signs of something messing with an object, and oh, the objects will still get messed with with a recorder out. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the way it goes. So... Um, yeah, okay. I, I look forward um, to, well, to hearing yeah, I, more. And I I appreciate that. I will definitely pick it up and mm-hmm. uh, continue here. And I do appreciate you, uh, you know, making time and sitting in yeah. a call well, to me uh, in your time. No, I, I appreciate you doing the same, too. This is always great fun for me. In fact, I think it's sometimes more fun for me than it is the, uh, <laughs> the callers on the other side. So, um, well, I was, I was happier not thinking that there was the crazy psychopath outside of my window. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, thanks for the thought. Thanks yeah. Thought, yeah. <laughs> All right, Susan. Well, good luck to you. And, uh, Go play on that uh, sawhorse, and um, we'll uh, check Thanks. in with yeah, you soon. I will, uh, I'll, uh, 
I'll figure out the next steps. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have okay. a good night. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Again, you be the judge. Much Ado About Nothing or something else. I think there's data there. There's stuff to put away in your toolbox. Maybe you don't use it again, but there certainly was some data for you to to file away, maybe for a rainy day. And uh, anyway, I'll check in with her later on down the road, maybe six months from now, and uh, do a follow-up interview. So again, that was Susan Jane out in Pennsylvania. All right, thanks again for everybody for listening to the show. Again, strangebrowradio.com is where you can find merchandise, Patreon page, and soon our update about our podcast alive with Marcia K. Moore coming on March 7th, 2020 at Manresa Castle. Everyone have a good week, and of course, I will see you in the trees.